Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. And you know it's election season and it don't stop. Uh, you can hear all of the interviews of candidates for judge for different offices at KBLA1580.com. They're also on YouTube, KBLA1580.com. Our next guest is running for Los Angeles City Council District 8. Uh, he's now in his third elected term as business manager of Roofers Local 36 in Los Angeles. He says he fights for jobs at living wages, affordable housing development, and immigrant workers' equality, including voting for uh, voting rights for non-citizen residents. Uh, and Local 36 is the first trade union since 1949 to affiliate to the World Federation of Trade Unions. Uh, joining 95 million union members in 130 countries. Cliff Smith, welcome. Good morning, Sister Dominique. It's a blessing and an honor to be on KBLA on Reparations Friday during Black History Month. Yes, yeah, a lot going on around here, huh? Um, so you're obviously you're a union uh, leader. You've been doing that forever, and you're also an activist, a pretty active activist. Why cross the line, go to the other side uh, of the table and, and become a city council person? Well, we need to be able to fight for power where we can get it. We need to build independent political organization to represent workers and oppressed people. The uh, establishment political organizations, the Democratic and Republican parties, they don't represent the interests of workers and oppressed people. Ultimately, they're in the pockets of capitalism of the ruling class of the moneyed interests and we see this in our neighborhoods in Los Angeles that there's uh, development all over the place to the benefit of a, a elite privileged few they're trying to turn the city into a playground for rich people and regular folks are getting pushed out to Palmdale and Temecula and the conditions are not improving they're deteriorating for, for regular people Who's the they in that formulation? When you say they are turning the city into a playground for the rich, who's they? Well, there's a, a, a list of its uh, developers who finance all the projects, and so they get the say-so on what gets developed and what doesn't. It's the financiers, and then it's the, the large moneyed interests that have uh, impact and influence over these decisions. Um they look at this city as their playground. They're bringing the Super Bowl here, the World Cup, the Olympics, and they want to just turn this into a, a destination to, to fly into, enjoy themselves, have a big party, go to a Taylor Swift concert, and then fly out. <laughs> and, and throw Taylor Swift in there. Well, I mean, but I mean, honestly, for me, and I don't, I don't want to sound like reactionary, but to me, the World Cup is kind of cool. Like, I'm glad it's coming. I, shouldn't that... Hopefully that brings revenue, jobs, opportunities, no? Well, exactly, hopefully. But there's no uh, security in that. There's no guarantee. And that's where we need to fight for power so that we make sure that whatever development takes place, whatever uh, events and festivals take place in our city, in our backyards, that it benefits the people of this community first instead of displacing them. And that's what we've been seeing happen over the last decades. You said um, the traditional parties, Democrat and Republican, are not serving working class people. What? How do you describe your affiliation or your party or your position in terms of that? 
Well, I'm I'm a worker. My whole life, I'm working. Not class. a Republican, not a Democrat, not no, not no, affiliated with I'm, any party. I'm not a capitalist. I'm a, I sell my labor to to live. So I'm I'm a worker, and I'm opposed to the capitalist organizations. They're opposed to me. So we need to build an independent organization that represents the interests of working class and oppressed people. We don't have one right now. We're we're stuck with this lesser of two evils option every election cycle and well, i mean i guess you could go cornell west you could go yeah but green he, party but but realistically th- those are not viable uh candidates on a national level I, I wish that dr west would run for mayor of princeton for instance where you know he could have the capacity to actually win power and not just you know uh be protesting uh and ultimately benefiting the worst evil um, we need to maneuver because we're on the defensive, but at the same time, we need to build a counteroffensive and start building our own political organization so that we can fight back like your brother did in Newark. Newark he's, yeah, you see he's running for governor now. And I hope he wins. You know, we were there with him in 1994 when it was just a couple dozen of us, just these ragtag When he kept little, losing. When <laughs> yeah. he kept losing, uh, exactly. I think he said 12 or 13 times, yeah. Every four years. But this is about you, not about Raz. Your platform and an organization you've been involved with, community control over the police. What does that look like? Well, the police cannot police themselves. And we see with the police commission, it's not elected, it's not accountable to the community, and it has no disciplinary authority over the department. Even when it agrees with the community and finds that a use of force is out of policy, that it's unjustified, it has no authority to act on that uh, decision. We saw this with... Um, Devin Brown, we saw it with Ezel Ford, we've seen it just this year with uh, Keenan Anderson and with Takar Smith, the police commission has determined that the lethal use of force was out of policy and unjustified, but it can only make a recommendation and then the department throws the recommendation into the garbage. We need to replace this uh, powerless police commission and the secret board of rights that operates within the police department to let the police off the hook uh, for disciplinary charges. We need to replace that with an all-elected and all-civilian police control board that has absolute authority over the department from top to bottom in all aspects at all levels, similar to the way that a elected board of education administers a school district, has the complete authority to investigate and uh, suspend or terminate any employee of the school district from the janitor up to the superintendent and nobody would question that it's elected and accountable to the community the police department should be uh under the direct control of the community in a similar way um platform uh olympic squeeze it says who benefits which so part of your um what you're running on for council district eight is the management or whether or not we even have olympics well, the Olympics will be here. There's there's no question about that in, in a few short years. But as you said before, the, the amount of money and revenue that will pass through this city in order to bring that about, the stadiums that have already been built, the members of my union worked on all of these stadiums and facilities, the hotels, the transportation that's being built. Who benefits from all of this? The, the resources that are being put into this community have to stay in the community. They have to provide not just the, the jobs, the construction jobs and the... and the. So um, how do you do that, though? Well, we have to mobilize, organize, and educate our community so that we demand that nothing moves forward in this city unless the people benefit from it first. And without the engagement and active participation of the community itself, that's not going to happen. Um, Cliff Smith is our guest. He's running for Council District 8. 
elephant in the room, Council District 8 is the last majority black district we have in Los Angeles, at least for now. That can change. Um, it's changing. Um, why, why should we black voters support someone who's not black to replace an African-American who's an incumbent right now? Well, you can continue to support the incumbent and the Western Avenue corridor and Figueroa corridors are going to continue to look like the way they have looked for the last eight years while this incumbent has been running the city, running this district. Um, our program is a program that benefits the community directly. It doesn't compromise. We're not in the pockets of any developers. We're not going to sell out to the police union like the incumbent did on Measure C. Um, you know, he, he's a part of the Democratic Party, and at the end of the day, his uh, political uh, affiliation is tied to the Democratic Party, is not tied to the community. Um, I mean, I'm a, a member of the Democratic Party, mm -hmm. so is my brother. Lots of people are members. The Democratic Party goes from super conservative to fairly progressive. Well, like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi said, the Democratic Party is a capitalist organization. The masses of the people in District 8 are not capitalists, they're workers. And so the Democratic Party does not serve and represent our interests. And the Democratic Party, at the end of the day, will always sell out the people to the interests of the wealthy. I'm going to leave that there because we can do a whole show on that. Um, so you have not held elected office. Obviously, you've been a, a, a union leader. Um, which is elected in that arena, but not in as a lawmaker. Um, I was on the neighborhood council, which is an official part of the city government. True. It's an elected position. I served two elected terms from the community in South Central Neighborhood Council. So why do you, why do you think, or how do you think, I guess, you'll be able to get some of this stuff done um, as someone who's new to that city hall culture, uh, politics? Well, because I'm connected to the community in a way that's not going to compromise. Um, our program is to educate, organize, and mobilize the community. This is something I've done my whole adult life. Um, I think I'm pretty well uh, practiced in in, uh, in in that expertise, and that's exactly what this city needs. Um, I would not say I'm a stranger to politics. I'm... I'm intimately connected to politics in, in all aspects of my life. Uh, I've never held uh, elected office in like the legislative parts of city government for sure, but neither did anybody else until they were first elected. So, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out. Talking with Cliff Smith, he is running for Council District 8, and voting is on now. In fact, in-person voting starts tomorrow. We'll continue the conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Hey, this is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. And we are talking with Cliff Smith. He's running for CD8. He wants to be on the Los Angeles City Council. He's asking for your vote. Um, gentrification is a huge issue all over South LA, especially, um, I would say, in CD8 and 10. You... Um, you're a builder, you're a union member, you're a roofer. Um, how do you see solutions to building enough housing so that we can get, you know, truly affordable, but also, um, you know, not being on the losing side of gentrification? Well, the city needs to provide public housing, which hasn't existed in Los Angeles in, in decades. You're talking about projects? I mean, I mean, that's what we call them, right? 
we can call them projects. You can call them whatever we want to call them, but it needs to be public housing where, right. where the profit owned by the city, owned by the the city and the state and the federal government, but where the construction and maintenance of them uh, removes the profit margin. Because once you once you privatize the development of housing you make it a profit industry and then the developers want to build luxury housing and market rate housing and this is what uh, drives people out we need low income housing we need housing that folks in in district eight can afford and when people talk about affordable housing they're talking about affordable based on a county-wide median income right the, the residents of district eight are 40 percent below that so if you build affordable housing in, in in our district the folks that live there can't afford that affordability we need low income and public housing also i'd like to say that Again, all up and down Western and Figueroa is dozens and dozens of these motels where there's nothing but crime, sex trafficking, and and blight and nuisance. All of those are already constructed housing units. The city should use its authority of eminent domain to immediately seize these properties. They could pay fair market value to the owners and convert them into transitional housing with services to get people on their feet. There's 128-unit uh property brand new that the city owns on Florence and Haldale that's been sitting vacant for two years. And I wonder to the people that are in, in, in power, how is 128 units sitting vacant on Florence and Haldale? Does somebody need to come and, and tag the building up to, so it'll get some attention? Um, I'm not taking the bait on that one because we did a whole show on that. But it's that's actually something I've been saying for years. Why can't we just take those motels or crime magnets? Um, you're the business manager, Roofers Lo- Local 36, and I'm reading your bio here. One of the things you s- you're advocating are um, voting rights for immigrants, for undocumented immigrants. For some black Americans, that's controversial. Um, Some folks feel like it's, you know, there's a prioritization of immigrants over black Americans who have worked, whose ancestors worked for 12 generations without pay. Well, there shouldn't be a prioritization over black Americans. Black Americans should have political equality, reparations, and self-determination, and we stand strongly behind that, and I always have but our communities are stronger the more that everybody uh, is is franchised and participates. There's no reason why there should be 500,000 people that live and work in our communities, have been here for decades, their children go to our local schools, they pay taxes, but they're not allowed to vote in the local elections. In New York City, they can vote. In San Francisco, they can vote. In Los Angeles, it's shameful that here we have a Democratic Party that's supposed to advance democracy. We're facing a, a fascist attack of Donald Trump who wants to criminalize uh, immigrants. Uh, he wants to start a, a, a war at the border. And we just are backing away and backing away from these attacks instead of fighting back and uh, taking a counteroffensive. We need to expand democracy. We need more voting rights. We need more democracy and not less. Of course, anybody that lives and works in our communities and pays taxes should be able to vote in the local elections. What do you see as a pri- your priorities? What are your priorities for CD8? I mean, we talked about the platform, but as a person that lives there day to day, what do you see as pressing? We will turn... The- District 8 and South Central Los Angeles into the heart and soul of this city, where everything that happens uh, in the city will happen in District 8 first. It will be a cultural center, a cultural hub, which I remember coming to Lamarck Park uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and do my laundry on a Saturday and spend all afternoon, go get a cup of coffee, play chess, 
sit at some outside patio and listen to jazz music and just mix it up with people. And now all of these places are closed. Zambezi is closed. Esawan is closed. Fifth Street Dix is closed. All these places are, are gone. Once they build that new mall at, at uh, King and Crenshaw, there's never going to be any of these small family-owned mom-and-pop boutiques, th- these little coffee houses and theaters and poetry spots. All of them are going to be priced out. We're not going to be able to have that that cultural uh I mean, we vibrancy. do have Aura and Haroon. And, I mean, I feel like there's some pushback. I feel like people are starting new businesses. Watch once that new mall gets here. They, they said they're going to turn it into the Grove of <clears throat> Crenshaw and, uh, and Martin Luther King intersection. Even those places are not going to be able to compete against what's coming. So what's the solution? The solution is that the community has to take control of its own uh, neighborhoods and resources. And nobody's going to come in and solve our problems for us. The only way that we're going to be able to change the direction, and we need to do this quick, is that the community needs to be organized and activated. And that's why I'm in this election. And I'm um, like, let's let's get to the how. Like, how do you intend to do that? Clearly, you have a plan or you wouldn't be running. Well, I've always been organizing in the community, but the election campaign provides a a catalyst. Um, We're out in the streets every single day. We had a thousand people sign our petition, registered voters just to be able to qualify for the ballot. We're having conversations and engaging people directly door to door. Um, And and this type of platform is, is, you know, we really appreciate the opportunity but it's these conversations is is forcing people to step away from the the ball game or step away from the the momentary pressures and demands and consider what what is our neighborhood going to look like in the next 5 years or 10 years if we don't put a little bit more energy and time and and focus and attention into what what decisions are being made that affect us right now um corruption has been an issue in city hall you know we um We've seen um, not just corruption, but also, you know, targeting, I think, honestly, of black electeds, um, but also cronyism and anti-blackness. I mean, you, the famous phone call, the famous, excuse me, tape of Nori Martinez and Ron Herrera, who's the head of the L.A. County Fed, right. um, and Cedillo and the um, horrible Kevin DeLeon, who's running for re-election. What, how do you see the way forward in getting past that, getting to real transparency um, and less of that kind of, even if it's, you know, not, the racism, yes, the anti-blackness, yes, but also um, the anti-renterness and the cronyism reflected in that. The, the opportunists need to be driven out of our city government. And as you say, there, it's rampant corruption. These people are compromised. Uh, several of them have been indicted. Some of them have been convicted. And certainly I'm, I'm sure that there's some uh, targeting that's uh, also part of that. But some of this is just actual criminal behavior. You know, people like Jose Huizar, he deserves to be where he's at. Gil Cedillo got defeated because he wasn't taking care of his business properly and the constituents and voters in his district recognize that there's a, a new wind that's blowing through Los Angeles with the election of Eunices Hernandez and Hugo Soto and Nithya Raman. Um, people are tired of being sold out. And again, you know, no, no offense to anybody, but the Democratic Party that runs the city is in the pocket of these rich developers. And this is why we're seeing uh, people like Jose Huizar. Uh, you know, we, we, we're going to see the trial of uh, Councilmember Price, but if what is alleged... Speaking of targeting. It, 
Well, okay. He get he gave. Well, that I don't want to ma- take away from your time by debating. Everybody by does debating that, that, and he's the one that got prosecuted. I mean, yeah, you. Yeah. But if what he is alleged to have done, if if that comes out in the trial that that's what he did, that's wrong, and it betrays the interests of the community, and that's why our neighborhoods continue to deteriorate and be in the position that they're in. Um, we have two minutes left. I don't want to spend it talking about Councilmember Price. Give me your one-minute elevator pitch. Um, why we should vote Cliff Smith, Council District 8. The city is becoming too expensive for folks to afford to live in anymore. We need to build more low-income public housing. The construction of this housing needs to be done by local residents. We need to increase the minimum wage in Los Angeles to at least $25 an hour. So if you work a full-time job, you should be able to afford to live in the city where you work. We want more democracy, not less. We want community control over the police with an all-elected, all-civilian police control board. We want municipal voting rights for non-citizen residents. We want to take all of these... Uh, trafficking, sex trafficking motels and convert them into transitional housing. We want to build women's shelters to protect women on Western and Figueroa. There's a, a, a chronic problem of disappeared, murdered, and trafficked young black women and girls all up and down Western Avenue. Instead, the city should be investing resources to protect and uplift to, to uh, nourish our, our uh, young uh, women and girls in our communities and make sure that they're protected. Um, we need to build a cultural uh, center out of District 8 so that whatever direction that the city goes in, District 8 is at the front of it. And uh, you got another 30 seconds. Tell us how to track you or whatever you want to say. Well, our website is cliffsmithworkersparty.org. You can find us on Facebook, uh, elect Cliff Smith. Um, you could reach me on my phone number, 213-663-6316. And I do want to bring it back again to, to your brother, Raz. In Newark, they measured a 57% decrease in the unhoused, unsheltered population. There are best practices around this country that we can look at. There's no reason that Los Angeles needs to be in the position that it's in. Cliff Smith, thanks for coming in. Tavis Smiley is up next. Have a great weekend. Until Monday, one love. Thank you so much. All the best.